0: The Around the NFL podcast loves animals.
1: Oh, true.
2: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Head & Shoulders. My name is Dan Hanses and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Connie Fox, oh. and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people?
1: Hey. Why'd you close my computer?
2: Yeah, that was... A, now
1: I got to log back in. It's a whole that process. was a hostile
2: way to open the show An act of aggression. Total act of aggression. How are you feeling, Connie? So, you I'm feel feeling a little,
1: not great.
2: Do you want to tell the audience how you spent your Monday night?
1: I drank a bottle of wine and ate a bag of chocolate-covered popcorn. <laughs>
2: that's that's doing that's doing some work on your insides on Tuesday morning. I don't
1: feel great. How feel big of a, a bag? I feel like a little sluggish. Well, the bag, it actually was... Uh, caramel covered and chocolate covered. Good God! I, I know. I don't,
2: and if you're watching the, I don't have self control. <laughs> you're watching the Around the NFL podcast video show, which uh, airs 9 p.m. E- uh, Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh Colleen wearing a velour matching sweatsuit. It's
1: not matching. Top and bottom. It's, not <laughs> it's matching. I have jeans on. No, I have to prove this. I have it. jeans on. It's, it's from the can't even see they, there nope, we go. Okay.
3: It's from the Tannenbaum <laughs> collection, I believe. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> Adidas.
1: Everybody get off my back. <laughs> it
4: looks like it's from some uh, it. medieval kingdom. That's
1: something. what that's what Mark said. He's like, I thought it was like a medieval jacket you had
4: on. <laughs> Is that what people wore during medieval times? <laughs> Before, yes, Absolutely. Yeah, Adidas tracksuits. If you were in the red cast system, yes. <laughs> um
2: Jam packed show, people, coming up today. It is the Tuesday show. We get Con- Colleen for the next like twelve minutes or so. Awesome. So let's uh, let's go through what we're going to talk about today. Monday night football, of course. We do that every Tuesday. Uh, a NFC South battle uh, between the Falcons and Bucks. Uh, Atlanta staying in the chase. Also, you know at the playoffs less than. Less than a month away. Yeah, a couple of weeks away. It's
1: coming down to it. Two oh. weeks.
2: So, right, we're going to talk about the playoff matchups we'd like to see um, in January. And at the end of the show, have a little fun. Kobe, this is why Colleen deemed it necessary to get bombed on a Monday night <laughs> and um, gorge herself <laughs> on chocolate. is because Kobe Bryant had his extravagant, uh, or the Lakers, I should say, had a extravagant Kobe Bryant um, jersey numbers retirement ceremony. So we'll talk about some NFL jersey
4: numbers.
1: We'd like to see so Sorry. over the top.
4: All I'd say is, had Kobe, had there been no Kobe related event, I still feel like Colleen would have gone down <laughs> the same road, attaching it to yeah. some other television show
2: or yep. something to
1: watch. Yeah, Monday Night Football.
2: There you go. Um, so that's that's our show today, uh, and we're going to do some news as well. Uh, what's going on around the NFL? You see how it all ties together, Greg? Finally, mm-hmm. it the payoff. The payoff
1: brought it back.
2: (laughs) And if um, Colleen's Andrew Dice Clay matching sweatsuit is not enough (laughs) to get you to check out the video show this week, Mark Sessler has broken
4: out his Christmas brown sweater.
1: The two of us next to each other. Yeah,
4: I had my children laughing at me as I was exiting. You love this sweater. I mean, I, you know, it's fine. I, I will say it's a, I made a massive mistake because I already always feel hot in this studio. And going sweater on top of long sleeve shirt. I've yeah. got the sleeves rolled up. I'm already feeling this was a horrible decision. We have, like, endless video things to do today. Those
1: sweaters don't breathe very well. Not at yeah. all. Like, they're really hot.
4: Your collar is kind of crazy. And they're an eyesore. Crazy. This particular sweater, my <laughs> friend is a Cowboys one. It couldn't look more fantastic. I got this.
2: In the words of uh, Keith Hansis, you look
4: Well, <laughs> thank you, Keith. Right, I'm not sure. That. Keith might be the second colorblind person in this podcast
2: <laughs> let's get into monday night football
0: with five seconds left snap spot try is away by murray and it is good no no good <laughs> oh, missed it to the right looked like it had the distance and murray misses at the horn <laughs>
1: Oh, and the laugh at the end too! <laughs> How to well, kill your radio awful. audience?
2: Yeah, the radio guy has to get that call right. Plus, it wasn't one of those ones oh. where it was like surprising. You could tell it was pushing right, but maybe he didn't have. Was that was that a Gene Deckerhoff special?
1: It depends where he was. Like in the stadium, probably too.
4: Hopefully, in the announcer's booth, I would assume. But
2: you know. <laughs> sometimes anyway, it's
1: a tricky angle, right? Yes.
4: Anyway, the possible to
2: tell. And Patrick Murray could not. Uh, convert a 54-yard field goal as time expired to end the fourth quarter. Uh, the kick sailed wide right, and the Atlanta Falcons escape with a 24 to 21 win over the Bucks on Monday Night Football um, at uh, at the Old Pirate Ship. Correct. What's the name of that facility? Raymond James Stadium. Raymond Mm -hmm. James Stadium. I don't know if that's
4: that's still. It was that, at least, if it's not still. How did
2: the Falcons win? Well, they leaned on Devonta Freeman, who rushed for 126 yards and a touchdown. He was making plays all night. Uh, The Falcons had a 10-point lead and then almost let it slip away. But they hung on to win five wins in six games. They remain one game behind the Saints and Panthers in the division standings. uh, Greg Rosenthal. Um, were you impressed with what you saw from the defending conference champs on Monday?
3: No, but I'm not surprised. And I kind of, I don't throw away these division games, but I try not to just like grade them. It's not like figure skating where we're giving them a 7.4. Ultimately, they swept the Bucks over the last four weeks as bad teams go. The Bucks are a little feisty. Jameis Winston certainly played one of, if not his best game played of the very season well. last night. And in the end, the Falcons got the job done. My concerns with them have been over the course of the season, not so much this game, but I still think they have a chance to make some noise over the next 2 weeks in bigger division games.
4: Well, and yeah, I mean, had they had that kick been good and they somehow found a way to lose in overtime, overtime it would have been a devastating yes. loss for Atlanta. You now you know, with one more win, you're in the playoffs, and that likely means we don't get the Lions or some some lesser team that we don't want to watch. But you got the Saints in New Orleans next week, and then you're home against Carolina. You're Basically, your playoff starts now. It starts right here.
1: That was a huge game for them. I mean, they eliminated the Packers. Now they're done, uh, and they're out of it, so we'll get to that in a second. But Devonta Freeman, what a game he had. The way that he ran in this game. It was amazing. I mean, he was – they do a segment on Good Morning Football with angry runs. Like, that was him oh, that's all it. game. He was so aggressive. But the thing that I really uh, took away from this game, you mentioned it, Greg. Jameis Winston, you know, he looked good. The offense looked good. He played good but game. it was because the Falcons' secondary, I don't know what's going on with them. He got. They were getting picked apart.
3: That That's my concern watching them all season long. At no point has their defense – Looked better than a year ago, which I have a hard time figuring out because it's a young group. They look deep on paper. It's a coaching staff that's had them for three years, and and I was expecting their defense to get better, and that was what would make up for their offense falling off. And that doesn't hasn't happened, and you saw it again last night, and that's why I don't feel too good
4: about. Well, the and Falcons. at no point has the offense been better than last year's offense, outside of maybe a game here and there, not better. Yeah. I no. mean, it's and and we and this is one of the few off season narratives that got hammered into the ground. It, ridiculously with the Steve Sarkeesian replacing Kyle Shanahan, but it has played out because, as as Chris Wesley and our friend pointed out last night too, that these these receivers are not seeing the open windows that they were with Kyle Shanahan against the Bucks team. Not good on defense, missing some of their, themselves. Themselves. And yeah. many of their best players, many of their best.
2: It seems like we let him off the hook, but I don't think Matt Ryan. I know he, I don't think he's having a good season. I don't think he had a great game yesterday either. I no, thought didn't. he he makes plays every week, whether it's. An ability to scan the field, find an open receiver, scramble when he has to, move up in the pocket and deliver a pass like, oh, yeah, that's why uh, he's an MVP in the past. That's why he's regarded as one of the best quarterbacks. But all season, this guy misses throws, uh, misses opportunities to put a game away. He is not the same quarterback he was last year. And we saw it again last night. Did you know he hasn't had a game once all season? where he's thrown three touchdowns in a game. He has never really had a dominant effort. And his stat line yesterday, and I tweeted about it, he's had, and Greg, we talked about it because he was my fantasy quarterback before I went out in flames last week. Bummer. So I tracked him extremely closely statistically. Every week, it's something like 17 of 28 for 190 to 220 yards and one or two touchdowns, maybe an interception. He's just had kind of a blah season.
1: Yeah, the offense, too, I think for a while there, they weren't really incorporating the running backs as much as they were last year under Shanahan. And now we're sort of seeing it a little bit more. But Taylor G- Gabriel, where has he been? Right. He was one of the guys last year that was a huge surprise for the offense, and you don't see him involved really at all now.
3: Well, Ryan hasn't played well. The worst game of the season that he had was against New Orleans, which they won, and I would say the last three weeks after what I believe had been a really good stretch of play despite the numbers not being great, I think he's played worse over the last three weeks. I mean, the most exciting thing that he did all last night, the most fiery thing we saw from the Falcons' offense in what was kind of a dead stadium was was his pre-snap yelling at his teammate. (laughs) Let's listen to that. (laughs)
2: In their wind. Get the f***ing set! Oh. Oh. Someone's not happy
4: with the alignment. Uh, get, I love that. I love the... set.
2: You know, someone told me, a sparrow
4: told me. Oh. The McDonough response is fantastic. Not happy, uh, yeah. Ryan not, yeah, he said
3: it so calmly. Ryan not happy with the alignment. <laughs> he, and he, did, he circled back to it, too. He, he kind
2: of said, you, you ever talk like that on the sideline, Jay, John? Yeah, <laughs> a sparrow told me, and this is not um, deep uh, old Zeus or sourcing, just a sparrow. That I was in conversation. An actual about bird this time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a bird. No, um, not a wing creature. A human told me that Matt Ryan, and maybe this would surprise you, is one of the nastiest people on the field in how he speaks to his teammates, how he speaks to the opponent. He has a he has a uh, an intensity about him on the field, an edge, that clearly, as soon as that happened, I was like, Oh, okay. There it is. Here's a yeah. little peek behind the curtain. And it was kind of terrifying. Like, I don't want to be Matt Ryan's dad. <laughs> like imagine like You think he yells at his dad like imagine- that? Or his child, his you mean? His child. Yeah. I don't, like, I like what he did he I say? Deep, his dad. I mean, he no, maybe, dad he, like maybe, maybe he, you know,
4: maybe he orders up. He, yeah, hey I don't want to no, be Matt Ryan's
2: does. son is what I'm saying. Is
4: Clean
3: because, Clean the table.
4: Because
2: if you, like, break a window or, you know, put magic marker on the couch, mm. What's Matty Ryan going to do when you hear something like that? Yeah, what it most of knew is like difficult.
4: crying probably well, under my, the helmet. I would counter with this: you probably would grow up to be like six foot six and like be an incredible, you know, quarterback from that the solves age, everything. Like, Fourteen on. Ask right. Todd Marinovich if uh, you know. <laughs> oh my God, well, that was a dad <laughs> issue for sure. So fair point. Uh, any other thoughts about this game
2: before we move on? We have a lot to get to. James Winston did play great in this game.
4: And yet it it's it's ultimately it's a nice little thing to put a ribbon on going into your off season in which you're going to have a complete coaching overhaul and have to learn a new offense probably. Well I, I think the the last thing I would say is how strange
3: this game was because John Gruden was getting Put into their Ring of Honor at halftime. The crowd has been chanting Gruden's name in recent weeks. There's rumors, as it seems like there always is, that Gruden's going to return there. He's announcing the game oh and, for the guy who's about to get fired. Meanwhile, like the the Falcons have Bucks guys on their staff, Raheem Morris. The entire Bucks staff is a bunch of ex Falcons guys. Mike Smith. It's like <laughs> it's leave, very... leave each other alone, Bucks and Falcons. Yeah, it's like please. too much. It was very, very
2: incestuous. incestuous. I didn't like that whole thing. Yeah. Very true, very true. All right,
4: let's move on to the news, guys. Greg is fired up. (laughs) Gruden wants back in, you can
2: tell. Okay, y'all, this is just in breaking news. The North Carolina Panthers, okay? (laughs) North Carolina Panthers
0: are up for sale. There he is.
2: Also, the South Carolina Panthers. Panthers. The Carolina Panthers up for yeah, sale. A- that was Puff Daddy, of course, uh, who's throwing his hat in the ring to be the owner of the next owner of the Carolina Panthers. And it, it was reported on Monday by our own Judy Batista that Jerry Richardson is stepping aside from day to day control of the team, effective immediately, in order to focus on the team's sale. Tina Becker. Oh, Tina Becker. 20 year employee with the team will be the Panthers chief operating officer with full control of the organization. The team announced Uh, this comes um, following the investigation that the NFL is running into the affairs going on behind the scenes uh, with Richardson and some allegations against him uh, of impropriety. So that is the situation. Tina Becker in the big chair.
4: I think it's kind of a cool story, actually. Yeah, She's been with the team since she started as part of their cheerleading troupe and moved into the business side. Has had Do they
1: call it cheerleading troupe?
4: I don't know. They actually have an actual Panthers cheerleading. Or the official team. name is the Top Cat. The ah. Top Cat. Everyone she was a that. Top Cat. I didn't top Cat. She moved, she's had a number of different business roles. And now she's the, the Top Cat. She was. I think she's seen how everything's wow. worked, and this is cool.
3: I, I think we can close the show. Yes, right Stan. It was a
4: great I, joke. Stan uh, I mean, not a joke. I, you know, Play yeah, on words. What do you mean joke, Mark? I don't know. She's the top cat. She is the top cat.
1: It, no, I mean, that's a, that's really trying awesome. Trying to give her
4: some props. It's, I think this is a, this is one of the more unusual ways to become an NFL owner. You don't see things happen this way it, to take control of a team.
1: But I think, it's, I think it's pretty cool, too, just because. Not an
4: ideal she, way to take control of a team. but
1: The way that she's grown with the franchise, she's she's been involved in so many different facets of the business there. And I think that that can only help in any situation when, right. when you are like involved on so many different levels and so many different ways, you really know the people and what's going yeah, on. Yeah
4: Most owners come in and it takes them three or four years. This was even true. Of the Patriots owner, that glorious individual, it takes a couple years to figure out what the heck the job is. Right, but they're going to have a new owner very soon. They will. Well, I'm just saying. So it's Does str- this any of this matter that it's a, Becker's
2: it, It's a
3: strange time because you never know how long that process is going to take. There's already, you know, being some names leaked out, you know, in addition to uh, P. Diddy, uh, you know, of who maybe will try to buy it. Former owner, you know, we'll see. It's going to take a little while to play out, but it's a very strange situation because the Panthers, with Cam Newton playing so well, are very much in the Super Bowl hunt. Yeah. Like, we can very yeah. much win that division, and if he plays the way he's been playing, they're going to keep playing. So it's it's just strange. There, it, I can't remember anything like it. Did
1: he? do we go did- – you dropped a P Diddy. Is he still using P Diddy, or is it just Diddy now?
3: Well, he was gonna change his name to like Love Jones or something totally bizarre the other Ooh. week, and I think it got so much blowback oh. that he never it was, even did. it was it
1: was Brother Love. Brother, the love. brother why love. It love was Jones. an issue is because there's already a Brother Love wrestler. Oh. Well,
2: he was like the guy with the red face, <laughs> yes. right? He was like he was, an announcer. Wrestler
1: slash valet slash manager. Oh, a Bruce real uh, a
4: real Renaissance man.
1: <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. He was he's one of the best. Uh, I mean.
4: He passed away recently.
1: No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I mean, I've never really podcast. (laughs)
4: Lindsay
2: all plugged in. That's why she's our wrestling (laughs) insider. I've never really forgiven you know, Diddy
3: for rhyming late at night when we pray for you. Every day we pray for you in the, uh, in the Biggie you know, tribute song. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, Come on,
2: buddy. I, I will Do go with his greatest sin was uh, using the Led Zeppelin Jimmy Plant riff <laughs> for the Godzilla soundtrack, Come With Me.
4: Ooh. Yeah, that was a bad one. I would imagine Gloria Stefan is irate that she's sort of been swept aside here as like the first musician attempting to take over a team.
2: Well, every musician in with popular culture owns the Dolphins by percentage okay. points. Uh, anyway, in other Panthers news, they're not going to have Thomas Davis uh, for the rest of the regular season, at least as things currently stand. Uh, the league announced Monday that Davis, their veteran linebacker, will be suspended the final two games of the regular season for the helmet to helmet. Uh, cheap shot on Devontae Adams that left the Packers wide receiver with a concussion. Rap sheet reported Davis uh, plans to appeal the ban, uh, and we'll see what happens. If if upheld, he won't be eligible to return until um, January 1st, which would coincide with a uh, potential playoff run for the Panthers. So we'll see if we see Thomas Davis again. I would guess the way these things usually work is it will get knocked down to a game and we'll see him in week 17, but who knows?
3: It might do him a favor. Thomas Davis has not been the same player for the last month. He's been fighting through a hamstring injury. He was struggling. I would say he was borderline exposed in the Saints game. It might help him take a... I'm not saying he wants this, but he's a, an important player to their team who's clearly playing hurt and is not at his usual form.
4: So maybe a week or two off. Wouldn't uh, it brings back, though, because this was big on Twitter yesterday, the concept that Gronk... Got one that's, game for what he I did, and then it. this was a bad hit too. I mean, I have right. no problem with this getting two. Probably will get re, could get reduced because he's one. a repeat offender. It's because he's been suspended. He's been punished for this. That's fair that's too. That's their but, reason. But, but okay. that doesn't make what ha- Gronk versus other suspensions we've seen makes zero sense. It is completely confusing. The reason is if it was two games, Gronk wouldn't be available for the Steelers and game. What right. difference he made. And the right. league is
2: in cahoots <laughs> to keep the Patriots at top for <laughs> monetary. Reasons. Well,
4: you've lifted the lid on that.
2: Great. Um. Yeah. I agree with your theory. Do you agree with that theory, Greg? Just, Rosenthal? <laughs> no. I'm going to go with the Bad uh, theory? prior. Mm. prior.
4: Greg sides I'm with the man. To...
2: And by the way, a, one last note on that. The, the league gets a ton of blowback about you guys don't do enough to protect the players. The players got to protect the players. And that was a totally unnecessary shot against Adams, who had a terrifying concussion a couple of days, a couple of weeks back, a month back. And, you know, come on.
4: He said three total. I mean, it's. That was so a shelf endless. life with these concussions. You can't, you know. Um, Des Bryant,
2: excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott is back with the Dallas Cowboys. His suspension uh, is over. And, um, Mark, you are going to Cabo after the season ends, uh, and you will be alone, number one. Right.
3: That's vacation okay. one of seven in this offseason.
2: Number two, you will have a drink in your hand. Number three. What
1: kind of drink? Be-
4: I don't know. You seem to be the expert on. Why don't you? Why don't you suggest something for me?
1: I'm just. I'm this trying is to get a, the full picture. This
4: is a raging <laughs> mythology that not a single ounce of it is true or possible. Let's say pina colada.
1: Okay.
2: The cherry on top, frozen pina colada, um, just soaking in the rays after a long hard season of work. Well, Zeke Elliott also was in Cabo, but no pina coladas or pina colada.
4: It should be a yeah. That has. Yeah. The there thing, is the squig. a squig. A pina colada.
2: Shout out to the Mexican it listeners. Sounds gross
4: though. Oh, Pina no. colada sounds a little better.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway, Elliot was in Cabo. He was training though, and uh, you guys see the photos of Zeke on the beach. Guys, jacked.
1: Completely ripped right now. I I actually went on my honeymoon to Cabo, and I did not come back looking like
3: this. <laughs> That's for sure. It would have been weird if you had a lot yeah. of wine yeah. and chocolate nuts or whatever it was.
1: What is happening? A huge beard. <laughs>
2: What did you have last I night? I don't know, Dan. Cardinal covered.
1: chocolate-covered popcorn.
2: Oh, same. <laughs> Close enough. Um, anyway, so Zeke Elliott is in great shape, and Des Bryant and everyone's all excited to get him back, and the Cowboys have a chance to make the playoffs. Isn't it kind of weird? Does anybody else think it's weird that Zeke reported to training camp at the start of the season, and he was not in good shape? The last two years in a row. Yeah. So then he gets suspended for off the field uh, issues, and then he's like, well, he's "I'm going to take this to be
4: ripped up." I don't know.
1: What? Why not use that as motivation, though?
4: Like- I, I I think it would point to maturity that like maybe maybe he wasn't taking his body and his conditioning as seriously. But he sees now that there are consequences well, and he's hungry to come back and drop a hit. Well,
3: it's not an excuse at all, but his legal situation was unfolding throughout the offseason yeah. in, mm-hmm. a, in a different way. Whereas now, it, you know, it's not part of his daily life. It's kind of settled. Just I think the that. bigger, the bigger, I, I, if I was a Cowboys, I'd be more worried about Tyron Smith missing this game then Zeke, then Zeke Elliott well, this helps you go weird Split I, screen I, on I, have, video I have, have observed, this, I've observed
4: this video show on our site a few times what and is I, that? you're the one they, it's constantly uh, they have Greg and I and I, I like it it's a little bit Christian
2: a, is it possible that Colleen good. and I could get a switch
4: no I think <laughs> not, not actually possible I think whoever who is making these decisions behind the glass understands how ratings work understands <laughs> yeah. how viewer okay. attraction works
2: that's true <laughs> what is wrong with our ratings then it's not working like, you know? our download numbers on the video show how are they doing, by the way, Lindsay? Right. How are we doing with the people watching our show? No, the they through through the, down the roof. Through awesome. the roof.
1: Where, where is Take it? That back. Can, through the I roof. NFL.com slash
4: ATN video.
1: Oh, great. Okay, cool. That, now I know where to find it, Greg. You know
4: what? Why, while you're at it, get involved in a 1,000 foot by 1,000 foot uh, shrubbery labyrinth and find, like, the jewel <laughs> in the middle. That's how easy it is to find our video show on NFL.com. <laughs> uh,
2: moving on. Hey, Jeremy Curley was cut by the Jets. <laughs> Uh, the veteran wide receiver who was picked up um, <laughs> off waivers earlier in the season. Uh, before he was cut on Wednesday, he told reporters, you know, how, how did the drugs, the illicit drugs, get into his system? Curly responded, I don't know, according to NorthJersey.com. There's a lot of ghosts around here. Ghost put it in there. <laughs> you know, the ghost of Christmas past? I don't know.
1: Whoa. This is spooky, guys. Well, my
2: question, this is... I'm starting
3: to understand a little bit better why Curly's had trouble keeping a job the last
2: couple of years. <laughs> why? Because he's haunted by ghosts? I don't know. Just He
1: probably lives in things. Connor Orr's house.
2: Yeah, exactly. Here we well, here's a very real question. And I know the answer. I know Greg's answer. But I'm curious. But uh, Well, start with Greg me. then. I mean, what? Yeah. All right. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? No. Yeah.
4: How about you guys? I believe in spiritual sort of entities. I don't think it's like... Oh, Mr. Jones died, and now there's the actual <laughs> ghost of Mr. Jones. Old Jones. man Jones! Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but I absolutely think that like we are using a small fraction of our brains, and you can sit around thinking everything that you see with your little eyes is all that is real, but I think there's much more happening in our world. Our world is very strange. I agree. I agree with that.
1: I completely Not agree ghost. with that. I've never seen a ghost, but I'm always afraid of seeing a ghost. So, like, I used to always get really freaked out by the Unsolved mystery shows Mm. where, like, there would be ghosts outside on the lake and stuff.
4: (laughs) Incredible accounts, incredible accounts out there of some stuff that has multiple people reporting similar visions and instances coming from all different parts of the world to certain spots. So maybe it's all um, a sham. It's a highly organized sham.
2: My Aunt Sheila (laughs) was very, very staunch and serious about the fact that there was a woman named Farsetta who lived in the basement of their home No. and uh, I never saw Farsetta even though I spent a lot of time at their house but then I lived in Hollywood about 10 years ago and we had been told that a woman has <laughs> music <laughs> we had been told that a woman unfortunately the previous woman her husband had died and then she was like a pack rat and she collapsed in the house and got stuck in the house the and hell? died in the house um, and we're, we used to hear weird things all the time. <laughs> now the music—I <laughs> no, like it. We used to hear weird things all the time in that house. And then one night we're watching m- movies, and maybe we weren't—you know—at .08 or below uh-huh. when we were watching this movie one late night. I will never forget it. I saw someone peek around into the living room area where we were watching television. And then, uh, like two weeks later, we heard footsteps upstairs. No. And we we're like, "Hey Brian, hey Brian!" And we heard like drawers closing, opening, closing. Brian, you want to come get lunch with us? We didn't hear it. We went up there.
4: Brian's not up there. That's freaky, dude. Yeah. One thing, a lot. That's a crazy story. That's so A lot weird. of people that claim to see things and they're immediately dismissed are children. Also, animals have incredible sense to energy, and when, but, oh but the God. thinking adult just says, "I've closed all that down. So uh, you're a child. You're speaking rubbish. Go back to your room."
2: Greg, have, have we changed your mind on ghosts?
3: I mean, a lot of what Mark says, I totally agree with that there's energy that there's different things that that we don't understand I don't, and I know? don't think the average adult does shut it down. I think actually the I think the the conventional wisdom is is in favor of the ghosts, right? I mean, it, aren't most people at least believe on some level of, of different:
4: I would agree know, that power. on some level, yes, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm always waiting for it to happen. Which, yeah. like, I don't, I'm so desperate for it to not happen, but I will wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night and I will be like, is there someone in the living room? <laughs> that's me. That's what, that's how I wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, dreaming.
2: N- and now to bring it all the way around, did a, a spirit, um, taint Jeremy Curley's pee? Mark, a- absolutely. Okay. There you go. <laughs> But, hey, before, That's the spirit, I'm going to have anything better to do. Uh, before we move on, do you guys want to hear a little bit more from Puffy pitching uh, his yeah, let's hear the uh, pitch. ownership pitch let's hear the for pitch. the Carolina Panthers? I could be down with this. Okay, well, let's hear it. Well, I need to send a message out to everybody in the beautiful state of North Carolina.
1: Um, I will be the best the NFL is, though, owner to be fair.
2: Yep. that you can imagine. I'm listening. I will immediately... Address the Colin Kaepernick situation. And put him in the running for next year's starting quarterback. It's just competition, baby. It's just competition. But also Sorry
3: Cam.
1: Not a bad backup. <laughs> hey, just competition.
2: I will have the best halftime show.
1: Oh, that is the best
2: brutal. selection of music.
4: Mace every and week. we will win. <laughs> we will bad win. news for Derek we'll Anderson. Uh, you know.
1: Mace. Oh, that would be great. I mean
2: wait there. Mace is available. Let's put it that way. If we can get Mace in there for eight ho- home games, a mm-hmm. couple of preseason games.
1: Swiss beats, maybe. Playoff
2: game. Get Swiss Beats in there. Our younger listeners, That means Alicia Keys be- because they're
1: married. So get
4: 112 in there. Remember 112?
1: 112? Well, yeah.
4: I would I think this would be I think the at the way that the ownership group Nelly. looks needs mm. to probably change Nelly. vastly. Not neat probably does. Needs to and why not open this up to lots of different types of people with different ideas to change the NFL experience? Sure. It needs to be changed. And they,
3: should, they could trade back. Uh, they should trade back for Kelvin Benjamin with the tie in oh, there. all yeah. oh, the, the, like the Benjamins, a lot of, like, you know, you can I like that, that That's great.
1: That.
2: Um, as long
1: as Busta Rhymes is somehow involved. You bust
2: in. a Bust in there. How about the idea of Biggie Small's hologram? Get Faith Evans. You get 112. Uh-huh and every halftime show just do I'll I'll be
4: missing you.
1: Like, oh my god.
4: I that would be amazing. Late at night when I pray <laughs> for you every day. <laughs> I, I pray, pray for you. <laughs> when an idea when you can start to envision all sorts of aspects of it, it's a good idea.
2: This Late maybe at is a good night, idea. I pray, this pray I, I, pray I pray for you every day I pray for you. All right, that's what's happening in the news. All right, let's move on. Next seg. Yeah. Little industry talk for you. Playoff matchups we'd like to see the most. So the playoffs will begin. Uh, what is today? A 19, 19. Two and a
3: half weeks. There
1: we
3: go. <laughs> approximate.
1: Greg's got the ca- the calculator out.
2: Seventeen days. A fortnight plus some. Yes.
3: I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that's right. But yeah,
2: why not? Who's going to check? Eight, Honestly. Uh, so at this point, let's let's. I don't want to say I don't want to hold anybody back. If you want to get crazy and talk Super Bowl, you can talk Super Bowl. But just in general, maybe more in the in the coming weeks, what what we could see? Um, How about the playoff matchups we'd like to see the most? Mark, get it going.
4: I know that everyone wants to just catapult a couple teams in the AFC right back into a rematch in the AFC Championship, but Mm. I. But you've been telling us all season what that that's what's going to happen. Well, I picked a different team to go to the Super Bowl. It was the Chargers. And I understand that they kind of flopped big time against the Chiefs. But before that, they were the team in the AFC that I thought could beat anyone on the right day. And I don't think that the ingredients that made that true before the Chiefs game are necessarily untrue at this point. I think they can bounce back. They have games remaining against the Jets and Raiders. The doorway is there for them to get in. They're not in great position after that Chiefs loss, but it can happen. And I would like to see the chi- the, can- the excuse me the the Chargers go into the playoffs and drop a massive hammer on the Steelers Ooh. and take wow. the Steelers. Out of this thing because a I don't like the Steelers. <laughs> Check out the sweater I'm wearing to start with. But secondly, <laughs> enough. The Steelers had a chance to show us in their home field that they could get out of their own way and seal up a big victory. Well, they And did. their DNA
2: and the catch rule took. I don't game,
4: simply blame the refs for that game. Uh, that's simple. That's not the refs. Simple. It was the rule. They absolutely had the DNA of a team that's going to flop in the AFC playoffs. I don't trust them. Mm. I want the Chargers to go deal with the Patriots. I think that's the team that has a chance to take New England out. Whoa. Well, well, let me just
2: say, though, you are saying because the Steelers, quote-unquote, laid an egg or whatever at home, (laughs) Uh, against the Patriots in a game, a lot of people thought they deserved to win. But at the same time, 24 hours earlier, the Chargers laid a stink bomb yep. in a huge game. So you're going to give the Chargers a pass, but say that the Steelers.
4: All these teams are extremely exposed. flawed. These teams are very flawed. There aren't these aren't superpower teams, and I'm tired of act, acting like we've got seven superpowers. There's a lot of average teams <laughs> Who's out here. That? I'm just saying, like, half these teams making the playoffs are not playoff material. Well, There's a long history of teams having big-time
3: stink bombs late in the season and going on a Super Bowl run. The Ravens lost 4 of 5 before doing it. The, the Cardinals got waxed a couple times late in the season, and then they ended up going to the Super Bowl. And the path for the Chargers is not too difficult. That's <laughs> like right, them. split screen. It's not too <laughs> difficult. All they need is the—the t- the big thing is they need the Titans to lose both of their games— that would really help. But the Titans play the Rams and the Jags. They're not beating any yeah. quality opponents. Then the Bills lose at New England, and the Chargers slip right in as a six seed.
4: It's right. going to happen. Gets, I right, think it's point. This gets Tennessee out of our world. That's fine. I, and I'd be happy about nice. that. You know I'd love that. Your, I would love Patriots, the Chargers. The you to me, are your Patriots. You don't want to see the Patriots succeed, right? I am tired right. of the Steelers. And it's I have a much more strong opinion about the Steelers than the Patriots, to be honest. Well, that's clear. I understand that. I, I don't know how you're going to be tired of the Patriots, too. I'm not necessarily not tired of the yeah. Patriots, but the Steelers, well, yeah, to me, are ultra-poison. I am I, a little tired <laughs> of the well, Patriots. I'm a little tired of both, but it's like I can't change anything about the Patriots. They're going to handle their own business. Pittsburgh, not so much. My,
2: I want to see the Chargers in the playoffs, but we already saw the Chargers going to charge her on Saturday. No. Am I totally confident they're not going to do it again now? Because they looked a lot like the I know old poor Chargers.
1: Yeah, but...
4: Listen on This is what I want. This is not what probably will happen. It's you know I don't often get what I want in the NFL to begin with. So let's start there. This,
1: that was a very passionate like,
4: like. The Steelers bring the Steelers argument. get me to the brink. They do. Is there wow. a way to do a split
2: screen with Mark in both screens? Well, like that. <laughs> Can you guys do? Now that?
4: we're now we're actually you know we're giving the fans what they've been asking for for weeks.
1: Wow. All
2: right. Next time Mark uh, talks, let's just get him in the double split. Uh, this is the uh, this, if you've been like holding off on watching a video show. Uh, this is the show between yeah. the Dice Clay velour suit, Mark's <laughs> sweater, all the split-screen stuff. Yeah. Let's let's see the split-screen real quick.
4: Special episode.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> there cool. Wow. We go. That's so Merry awesome. Merry Christmas, Cleveland Browns <laughs> fans. <laughs> that reminds me of, like,
3: a an Erica Tamposi tweet. <laughs> yes, you know, it does. That she comes up.
1: Sure. Yeah,
2: that is yeah. definitely. Um, NFL.com slash ATN video. All right, Connie. Okay. What playoff matchup would you like to see?
1: Mine is not nearly as passionate as uh, Mark's. Oh, but good. What I want (laughs) to see is, I mean, come on, how am I going to follow that up? Uh, I would love to see the Eagles and the Vikings go up against each other in the backup bowl. Backup quarterback bowl. Case Keenum, Nick Mm -hmm. Foles. Look, I don't think that, I mean, I think the Vikings are probably the toughest opponent for the Eagles to face in terms of matchup wise because of that defense. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. But I would love to see these two teams play. That Which would, I think we're probably going mean, to.
3: And that would mean they're in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know about probably. Probably feel strong. You got the Rams. That means no Rams. You got the Saints. Yeah. I like. I kind of like the Rams. I really was. Going very to very
1: nervous Philly. now.
2: The Nick Foles um, being more than competent makes me feel better about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but.
1: It's nothing. It's just a split screen again.
2: Look at that. There's the sweatsuit. Which
1: way do I, I have to turn that way? Um,
2: okay. But. Do I think the Eagles are going to make it to the NFC title game? I think they got banged. Only going to need they
1: one. Did. Only
3: going to need to win one home game now. They no, have clinched that by.
2: This bye. feels yeah.
1: much more like an Eagles team that I can
4: get used to. Your greatest fear has occurred, and you can move on now. Which, yeah. Now, like? now
1: I feel like okay, this is right. This it's true. Is Anything, so the pressure is, is
4: kind of off now. Yeah. yeah totally. I if they it.
3: win one playoff game with Foles, ultimately you're like, wow, oh, that that's pretty great. Yeah,
1: you just gave
4: up almost 500 yards passing. Eli Manning going to need to work on that. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: So, bad, that was so bad.
1: That was so bad.
2: That was bad. Like 38-year-old Eli without Odell Beckham. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what happened. Defense. I can't talk about it.
2: Um all right, I will throw out yes. Somebody has to do it. Steelers Patriots playoff rematch. And but this is what I want. I uh, now I have to, I'm living with it. It's not going to be in Pittsburgh, which is going to be a major bummer in terms of leveling the playing field. Mm-hmm. But at least give me this football gods. You were jerks again on Sunday. You are the worst. Terrible. You're terrible.
4: Gods, you're godless. God. Well, that's gonna that's gonna go over well up there. You're threatening
1: the, the gods. Whatever they, not, you what gotta, can they do?
4: You got to bring a sacrifice. You know, this is, you
2: know, this
1: you is
4: my
2: quarterback them? room. Josh McCown, broken left hand. Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg. Bring it on, guys. They did you wrong. Anyway, give me Antonio Brown as Antonio Brown in that game. I don't know. You heard him. Fix him for that game. Give me Le'Veon Bell. I don't want him on the exercise bike in the second quarter. I want Le'Veon Bell. And I don't want Tom Brady getting injured either. I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. I just want both these teams uh, at close to full strength. And I don't want the catch rule involved. (laughs) Double screen. (laughs) I don't want the catch rule involved. I don't want any shenanigans. I don't want a folded index card. I just want these two... Beasts of the AFC to play a game where the best team wins and we know definitively yeah. uh, on a neutral field, it would be great. On a Heinz field, yeah. it would be even better. Let's do it in Foxborough and let's fly. Just give me that, football guys. That's, That's what I want to say.
3: If you, if you wanted to be a, even greedier, you could ask for a Bills win in Foxborough this weekend and the Steelers still get home field advantage. There you go. And now I fully don't expect that to happen. I think there's a very, very small chance of that to happen. But it's football. The Dolphins waxed the Patriots two weeks ago. No one in this room would have even... Considered that as a possibility. I'm just saying they haven't clinched home field yet. There is a chance. Yeah, I have an even better scenario. Yeah, I know where you're going. Football gods,
4: gods, you want them to finally smile on you? Yes. That the Pats lose home field advantage. Do it. To Todd Bowles and the Jets, baby. In week 17. 17. Forget the Bills. That would be, you could dance around the (laughs) newsroom. You'd be just stripping clothes off as you go. You'll
2: have a great old time. Trust me, that did. I was looking at the schedule. Um, if that was at the Meadowlands, I'd be like, oh, maybe it gets a little. Even weak.
3: better you know in yeah. Foxborough, and there's there's a history of the Patriots doing that. They did it a couple of years ago, and that was why they were on against the against Miami, in Denver. They totally blew yep. home field advantage at the end. If
2: of the Josh field. McCown is playing, I'd feel yeah. better about
4: that. Even it's better, even be better in Foxborough, right? yeah. Bryce Petty or even better Christian Hackenberg <laughs> yeah, throws bring. four touchdowns in knocks out New
2: England. Right. One last oh. thing to look forward to this Jet season, but I'm not obviously putting a lot of hope in that, uh, Greg.
3: All right, so, I you I, since we're so close and now we can really picture you know the match I gave my whole dream wild card round, so I'm just gonna roll through it quickly. This is the best possible entertainment for the wild oh, card wow. round. We got the Falcons at the Rams in Los Angeles. Love it. That's spicy. We got the Panthers and the Saints in New Orleans. Mm. Slobberknocker. The Chargers sneak in. Ooh, this is a fun one. Like Chargers this. Jaguars. Like There's that. just a lot to like there. Gus and Bradley, you know Avenger. I kind of stuck the two teams that I'm not too excited about together. Ravens at the Chiefs, just to kind of okay, that's the bad game.
2: Yeah, I lo- that's the game that, you know, I'm not too scared. That looks with Joey Bosa, Melvin Ravens Ingram at- coming on the edges. That is your Blake Bortles meltdown game. Chargers Ooh. at Jacks. So that's my full
4: weekend. And it's fairly real. We are looking at that. this. Greg sent this to the producers. They have it on screen in front of us. You nailed this. That would be because with that final matchup, Chiefs Ravens, we don't want both of those moving on. Give right? Greg, I, one of them right. knocking I, the other. Christian, give, it up give Greg time. the double screen. He gets the double screen. I want two. Double
2: screen. Can you give
4: him three? Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me three.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh.
3: All
4: right. That's scary.
2: Yeah, wow. Greg. Yeah. Great work.
1: This yeah. is
4: our audio listeners. We're
1: completely off the drifting road.
4: Drifting off All by right. the minute.
1: Oh, I got to go. All
4: right.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: no. oh, hold on. That's it for me. I have a very the important weekly meeting to attend. Your computer scenario. Here we
2: go. <laughs> I cannot believe, by the way, you told me your power ranking show is going through the playoffs. What are you going to talk about?
1: I don't know. We're going to rank. I mean,
2: everybody now. should watch it.
1: We're gonna just do keep you, on ranking. Do you rank the teams that are
3: out of the playoffs? Uh, like if the Patriots that's lost great in the first question. round, can they still be ahead of like the Jaguars? It doesn't really make yeah, sense. It should be.
1: I don't I, because then it's like before the Super Bowl, we're just ranking two teams. That can't know. be. I don't
2: know how that well. No, I
1: think we just ra- we rank all them. I don't know. I gotta go. Is so that an bye hour guys. long show? Yep.
4: All right, bye, Connie. Hour Good long one. show ranking two teams. By the time you get to Super Bowl, that is that that feels well. If you ever need you know
3: extra guests. Mark's got a great sweater. There you go. Dan and I can talk
2: about teams. See you later, Connie Fox. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Finally, last thing before we get out of here. Uh, Yes, Kobe's number was retired. It really um, set Colleen for a loop last night. Um, I did not catch the the festivities, but um, if you know anything about Kobe Bryant's career, you know that he had two numbers. He started his career as number eight, and then um, about midway through... 24, he became, and they retired both those numbers, which seemed a little bit unnecessary, but changing your number felt unnecessary. Uh, Whatever. Now, (laughs) a little fun. Whose number would you retire? The NFL doesn't retire numbers like the NBA and certainly like baseball. Um, They're a little bit. Some teams, for instance, the Dallas Cowboys, no retired numbers.
4: Mm, Got a couple candidates there. Mm.
2: Um. So, but we are going to retire numbers, and it's not so it's not like, oh well, I retire Emmett smith no let's let's dig a little deeper. We'll start with you, Mark. Whose number would you retire?
4: It is offensive to me that uh when I have tried to sit through these Browns games each week that a wide receiver who has already been you know under in trouble this this year for uh, staying out late and missing curfew and not really producing in his two seasons in the NFL, Corey Coleman is wearing number 19, which was once worn by the great, at least great in Cleveland, Bernie Kosar. Mm. The last quarterback. You, this is the problem in Cleveland. People, people can't remember any good quarterback play since Bernie Kosar out. That's the problem in Cleveland. Well, there are. That's that is <laughs> one, of one, of, one of the problems. <laughs> oh, they've not found a quarterback, and it's true for a couple of these teams where. You know, outside of one year where Derek Anderson signed some sort of deal with the devil, Bernie Kosar has been the last guy you can look back on and say, "Hey, that was our guy." We'd go to the stadium, you knew this guy was going to produce 300 plus yards, multiple touchdowns every game. There was one season in '89 where they simply relied on the deep ball almost exclusively; they couldn't run at all. He's been to three AFC championships. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but in Cleveland, he is still someone oh, that's sure. attached to the team. He's still in that town. He's a hero in Cleveland. You want to talk about a retiring a number? Number 19 is not someone you're going to give to a bunch of other quarterbacks and players anyway. Retire it now. It mean, stati- should have happened 15 years ago.
2: Statistically, maybe he doesn't rank with the all-time greats, but he was an important player to fans of that franchise. It's it's similar uh, in some ways, although maybe he had higher highs in a different sport, but Don Mattingly is a beloved fa- figure in Yankees history, not a Hall of Famer, didn't have the longevity. But they retired his number without thinking twice because he was so important to the fans. Right. Kozar is a similar figure with Browns fans, correct? Get it right. Mm, That's fair. All right. I will... um, I don't know. Like, do I think Wayne Krebetz is one of the great wide receivers of all time? Certainly not. But he's one of the great stories of all time. And he came around with the New York Jets um, at a time, a very highly impressionable time in my life. I think he was undrafted. Uh, in 1995 uh, at a Hofstra. The Jets used to train at Hofstra, and part of the deal with that Long Island-based higher education institution was they would be able to essentially submit a player from their roster to get a tryout. And that's how (laughs) Wayne Cravet got in the door with the Jets, uh, a a horrendous Jets team. This was the first year of Rich Cotite uh, and Rich... um, Went 3-13 and 13 in year one, and then 1-15 in year two, fired after that. Um, and Krabet was the one shining light of that 95 season. The Jets get the first overall pick in 96 and take Keyshawn Johnson. And one of the first things Keyshawn does uh, after his rookie season is write a book, uh, inf- infamously titled uh, Throw Me the Damn Ball, uh, in which he grouses that Wayne Kribet, um, was getting preferential treatment, and he labeled Crebet as a mascot for the team. And as you can imagine, Kribet, who is at this point now a young star on the team, and uh, Keyshawn, the number one pick, in the same wide receiver room, a little bit awkward. Uh, but Crebet always kind of was classy about it. He was a local guy from Garfield, New Jersey, exit 157 off the Garden State Parkway. <laughs> and and so it was just good to see him have a really nice extended career. He had a huge catch in the Monday night miracle game uh, in that great comeback against the dolphins. And later on uh, when Keyshawn uh, barked his way out of New York and went to the bucks, uh, he talked trash on Wayne Kerbett one more time. Um, I think he had some uh, Kerbett had a unfortunate nickname like the green lantern. I think it was. And Keyshawn made some type of negative comment and Curtis Martin on a halfback, uh, toss, throw, uh, beat the Bucks in Tampa on a throw to crebet uh, to beat Keyshawn in their first matchup. That was really nice. So Wayne crebet was a great Jet, unheralded Jet, and a real underdog for the agent.
4: And incredibly reliable. Three seasons with eight-plus touchdowns, a 1,000-yard a year. And it, the, honestly, he was always the Jets guy. Com- I get with Keyshawn Martin, and he was a good player, but but Wayne Corbett was just so much more likable. I loved watching those Jets teams with Corbett.
2: My favorite third-down receiver in Jets history as well. The guy was Nails. Greg?
4: I think there is something about the slot, the small
3: slot receiver that people just end up liking, and yeah. that's that's my choice to retire a number in New England. Let's retire Troy Brown's number 80, because who is more of a Patriots player and more of the symbol of what happened to really turn around the franchise in the beginning part of the last decade. Then Troy Brown. Uh, The first championship, I think, for a franchise is is always going to be the most special. And his performance in the AFC Championship game, which was an even bigger upset than the Super Bowl to follow in terms of the point spread and everything, in Pittsburgh against a one-loss Steelers team where he returns, I think, what was his third kick of the year for a touchdown. He also picks up a block punt and laterals it, and that goes for a touchdown. Drew Bledsoe
4: in there. One of the great
3: special teams players made a great defensive uh, play uh, when he forced a fumble after an interception in San Diego. And those were the types of plays that Troy Brown would make year after year. In 2004, he famously played cornerback for much of the year when they were short on injuries. And to me, he is Mr. Patriot, especially early 2000s Mr. Patriot. And and I'd love to see him recognized.
2: Pre-Throne of Ease. Oh, yes. This is when the Patriots weren't a team that a lot of people despised and hated to see win all the time. So Troy Brown was kind of plucky and like crevette oh, yeah. on exactly. some level an he undervalued guy that came out of, came out was of easy nowhere. To root for. And, and he, he was
3: on the team for four or five years, five, six years special teamer before he really ended up doing something. People remember him as a thousand yard receiver, but that took a long time before the nineteen ninety
4: three to two thousand seven. And you know, he's the one of the first guys where you started seeing these think pieces and long forms about Belichick liking a player that you could use in so many different ways, and there have been so many iterations of Troy Brown since, yet he's the one that we can all get behind because it's a time when I was rooting for those Patriots to beat the Rams, and I was rooting for them to beat those Steelers. Drew Bledsoe coming in for Tom Mm. Brady in that AFC championship.
2: All all those men we've just mentioned, Bernie, Wayne, and Troy, had (laughs) shoulders of greatness (laughs) presented by... Head and shoulders. I
4: gave that there. little shampoo company more than they were bargaining. I got for it in there.
2: Time. Speaking of um, former Patriots, I wanted to get this in on Sunday show, but we didn't. Did track down the Zolak call. Apparently, his head did not explode. Uh, the WBZ <laughs> color man who last time we heard him on this podcast, he was celebrating Gronk, uh, giving another man a brain injury. Uh, class act all the way. That's Scotty Zolak. But now we assume... And we all remember his call after the Patriots defeated the Falcons in overtime of the playoffs. Uh, that was a man in ecstasy. I would think Big Ben's pick would probably get Scotty fired up, right? Hmm. Scotty too hotty.
4: Third and goal to go <laughs> from it. the six. Roethlisberger under center drops back. He pumps, he pumps, he pumps. He throws through the middle. It's back and complete.
2: Intercepted by Harmon. he to Harmon. An interception in the, the, the outside. Tone. The Patriots are going to win in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. I really don't. I really don't. You and me both, buddy.
4: I guess part of the agreement, if you're the play-by-play guy attached to Scott Zolak, is that every time I have a game-altering massive call, you're going to just talk over me in drunken shouts <laughs> and have, make sure that your message you know, supersedes in mine entirely. <laughs> Scotty
2: to Hottie Zolak with the call. All right. That's it. That's it for today's show. We um, we will be back on Thursday. Oh, a little uh, program note. Um, our Sunday flag sh- flagship show, because it falls uh, on Christmas, messes things up. So there are 14 games on Christmas Eve. Uh, we are not going to do a show Christmas Eve night. We have families. You know, what are we doing? This is football, ultimately. Uh, so we're going to go see our families. And then there's... Um, um, is Daddy ever coming back?
4: It, it, also, we did we attempted this show in the past, and the ratings were awful. So not great. That, so factors We did it last. Year. We did yeah. it last so, year.
2: so then, uh, there's two games on Christmas Day. Of course, you will hear our our flagship show where we go over Week 16. That will be Tuesday morning.
3: And that way, we it. get the, the ga- we get the Christmas game. Yeah,
2: in there. get all the games in there, and uh, hopefully, everyone will be not so busy with the holidays. And I think it will work out for everybody. So it's going to be a little A B test, if you will. We're going to see how you listeners respond to it. Uh, but yes, that. If,
4: if this does poorly, we will be working on Christmas Eve <laughs> next year. So, <laughs> the good no, we're news good. Is the calendar works out in our favor okay. for the next it, four or five years. Yeah, we we have a solid four or five year break till. Uh, Thank you, Earth Calendar. It's back.
2: <laughs> but the next time you'll hear from us is the regularly scheduled time Thursday, where we will preview all the Week 16 games. Until then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, Connie Fox, the old boss. You don't mess with a Fulton and Christian Anderson behind the glass. Till Thursday!
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,